Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers.
Mic check. Mic check. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. One, two. Ooh, we're a little hot. A little hot. Hot? Yeah. Yes. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check out my metal idea. Check, Alex Williams, thank you for that. He told us that the audio was clipping the last episode, so yeah, uh, that's on we me. are correcting it. That's on me. Check, check, check out my memory. Hello, and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, right, Worship Brother George Marjorie. Worship Brother Joe, I didn't realize we were starting. Also oh, known as? Judge Ginger. Judge Ginger. <laughs> and Worship Brother Ken. <laughs> and we're here tonight, we're doing episode 210. We are doing... Uh, Basically, Judge Ginger over here is going to uh, you you submit your questions, if you will, or your lodge complaints or your problems, cases. your cases, mm. and uh, we 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 and I will render a decision. <laughs> Thank God, a Mason's not written house. Got to make it political. Anyway, uh, first things first, we're gonna do some uh, general homework. Ken, I'll lead it off because I got it right here. Yeah, uh, we're gonna lead off with uh, YouTube subscribers: Jeff Bronson, Lee Stevens, uh, Diddler, <laughs> Diddler, uh, no, Didier, D Did I E R Didier Didier? Yeah, maybe C R T R Johnny Five. And that's P H I V E, and uh, that's what we got on YouTube. Uh, I just for case in point of uh, YouTube, we are up to eight hundred and fifty-seven subscribers. Mm. I am going to do this. I'm going to have Freemasons podcast challenge coins made, and uh, for just the like the, pins. For yeah. the one hundred. Okay, all right. I see what you did there. Uh, we'll have them made. We just won't ship them. <laughs> no, we'll ship them. Um, I'm going to have some Freemason podcast challenge coins created. And for the last 100 subscribers on YouTube that get us to 1,000, they will receive a challenge coin. Hmm. If they uh, obviously give me their their name and address, and you can do that through uh, Facebook Messenger and or Instagram on the Freemasons podcast pages. And we'll send it out to you. If you're one of the 900, uh, you could send it to us and be like, hey, am I one of them? And if you're not, I'll say mm, no. But <laughs> thanks for subscribing. And uh, we'll go from there. But that's okay. what I have for that. Um, over on Instagram, we've got Harrison, who's got a great profile pic of him with a, uh, a large, mouse, large mouth bass, it looks like. Brothers in Bonds Company. I'll have to look them up. I don't we, know what they do. but We may you. need them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we may need them after this episode. Uh, Skip Williams and Ben Bennett. So thank you, brothers and friends. Josh Mantello. Right, Warshaw. Josh Mantello. Oh, great. Another empty promise gift no one will receive. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, all right. We're full of them. Did uh, Josh ever get his? Uh, Josh, did you ever get your Freemasons podcast pen? And uh, this time I will handle it myself. I won't pass it to Raffi. Yeah, that worked out so well. That worked out. Right. Hey. Delegate. Just saying. Delegate. Well, make Ken do it. I know how to ship things. Have one of your does. kids do it. Have a He's got his own yeah, freaking onboard stamp. Right? He's a machine. I have so a what? I have a stamp machine? Yeah. I do? On your person. Is your freaking robot. Oh, because I'm a robot. That's yeah. part of your thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh Mattel. Oh, he never received it. All right. We're going to have to find out where those pins went. We're going to have to get him back from Rafferty. See how many he's got left. Is he out? Joe? What? Is he out? He's out. He's out? Really? He's out, yes. All right. Well, I have rendered my decision. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> All right, so we'll have to get more. How come you don't have a gavel? For crimes way. against the podcast. Give me, a, give me a, a price, and we'll get them. On top of that, we'll also look into a challenge coin. <clears throat> mm -hmm. 
and we'll start that process. Because we we're at 857. We've got some time. Um, we yeah, have one we start mailing them now. They might get them by the time we hit 1,000. Exactly. We have one. Uh, uh, so first off, let's toast them. Uh, Kenny, lead it. All right. Brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brethren. Viva, viva, viva. Charge them up one more time. We got one more toast oh. to do. Oh. Almighty. Evan Williams. Oh, God. It's it's not that bad. Stop it. It's not that good. Uh. There you go, kids. Yeah. All right. Apple review. Here we so go. We were drinking last time too. From yeah, it tastes different though. Five star review. Amazing Masonic podcast from Navy Moose. No, Navy know that guy. Moves. About time he came around. Yeah. They let that guy in the military. <laughs> I am a longtime listener and member of Discord. Yes, he is. I thought I had reviewed a long time ago. Nope. That's why mm. I broke your balls about Fail. it. Fail. No, that was that, was that <laughs> other podcast. That was that other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have been a listener for two years, and Discordian is almost as long. The fellowship and charity in this group is second to none. The information is top rate. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? Discord is a, a very tight-knit family. Uh, we help each other out, as we've done time and time again. And Joe, tell them how to do it. So you would go and join us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You will receive access to our Patreon-exclusive content. Our Discord channels, including a live chat and talk function, which we actually haven't utilized in a little bit. We'll have to get on one of those soon. Mm. Mm. And uh, the ever-elusive Freemasons Gold Tone podcast pen. So all that for as little as $5 a month if you join us on Patreon. Correct. All right. Was that a chair break? I think it was something. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a little crickety. It might actually be the table because it's made <laughs> no, out of like one ass. by two. I mean, oh, would like, you stop? It's made out of cedar. <laughs> 2025, Jim Delvaney says, I'll come by 2025. Anyway, uh, this episode, we're going to be dealing with Judge Ginger, and uh, we're going to make a ruling on something. He's going to make rulings on, uh, if you guys submit. Do we have any cases to come before? Cases uh, that are in Masonic Lodges where you may think you were right or somebody else thought they were right, and we're going to rule on them. Well, (laughs) Worship Brother Joe's going to rule on them as... uh, Judge Ginger. The all docket. decisions are binding. Yeah. Correct. Though. The docket is looking a little bit uh, sparse, a little sparse right now. A little sparse. That's good, though. That's a good That's a good thing, though, that masonry has very little cases for you to solve and, uh, and fix. Hey, we didn't toast uh, Brother Lee. We didn't. Let's yeah. do it. Oh. <laughs> we Joe. just left it hanging there. That's Sorry, Lee. No, we're not. Brother, right hand to arms. Two arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. 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 Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Viva, viva, viva. Thanks, Lee. All right. Thanks, Lee. So you know how Judge Judy has that bailiff bird? Yep. Do I have Ken? That's he's me. Like, he's like Big Bird. He's Big Bird. You're Big Bird. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, we'll so what would that. I be? You're like my stenographer. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm not say. sure you could pronounce it or spell it. That's what I'm saying. I can get it, I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be the funniest freaking... Can you yeah. read that back to me? I'm sorry. I can't. And actually, you know, what do uh, what what type of writing do stenographers do? Again? What is it called? Shorthand. <laughs> right up your alley. Well played, Ken. Well played. Yeah, That's why you're one. my bird. Shit. Good for one a, one a show. That's it. 
Uh, James Delvaney should rule on the hairy one reviewing the other podcast. <laughs> Fail. 30-day Discord ban. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Good call, Jim. Do we have the ability to do that? I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. A 30-day Discord ban. What I mean. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. No, but can we? Can we? Suspend? Can we suspend somebody on Discord? I can kick anybody or if ban you, anybody. If you okay. rule it, uh, okay. your ruling, I mean, yeah. are you really going to rule me? So is that big of an offense? I'm going to. I'm going have to, to be my de- ruling. <laughs> All rulings de- are final. Yeah. All are final. So, I am going to rule in favor of banning <laughs> Brother Lee from Discord for 30 days. However. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, I'm going to suspend that sentence. Oh, oh, all right. There you go. All right. <laughs> that decision's fine. You heard the judge. Get the hell out. I mean, if we're talking about offenses, though, do you think cheating on a fantasy football is a punishable offense? <laughs> that was before my turn. That was last year. Oh. <laughs> I think uh, we should stay that sentence, too, seeing as how he's doing particularly <laughs> terribly this week. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. I think that's time served. Oh man, so um, dude, Ken, you got any uh, got any things that uh, for any? Oh, here we go, uh, Isaiah Almanza. Sorry if I fuck your name up. So I do. Shamil Almanza. That's what I do. Hey guys, I petitioned my local lodge when I visited last Tuesday. Another step closer to my journey. Thank you guys for the help. Can't wait. Congratulations. Nice. Cool. Congrats. Yeah. Um, I have to admit though, there was a. Freemasons podcast community post that was absolutely hysterical. And it was a brother who said, I just received my fellow craft. Oh, no, I, I'm an EA about to receive my fellow craft. Oh, yeah. Wrong answers only. Oh, yes. that was a great thing. That, that was, was hysterical. <laughs> oh, all the wrong answers. So, uh, I don't know. Just uh, should we give? Go ahead and pull that up and then read some of those while we're waiting for cases to come I in? can. I can, actually. I, I'll pull it up right now. Oh, freaking hilarious. Uh, me and Joe went uh, back and forth on it for a while. That was pretty funny. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up here. That was another post that uh, we're, we'll, we can have the ability to put up a poll, right? Yeah. On, uh, on the Facebook? Oh, yeah. On the community page, yeah. All right. Because I'll put on a poll. Would they like to see the return of Santa's bountiful sack for Christmas this year? So that'll be up there uh, a little later on. Hold on. I was yeah. in the wrong It one. was banned by the lawyers, not by the... Uh, the viewership. All right, here we go. So, no, that's not it. That's the that's the Joe talking about his freaking Santa's bountiful whatever the hell. Yeah, he's pe- he's petitioning hard for that one. I have the suit. <laughs> no, it's just like collecting dust. It fits. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I'm sure it was the community, right? I'm trying to find it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, and this was from Alex Ostler. Uh, he says, "All right, folks, I've got my fellow craft on Tuesday. Wrong advice only. Here we go." This is this is freaking hilarious, and it goes on for a while. Yeah. Thirty-two uh, comments. Yeah. Don't wear underwear. Uh, bring a Q-tip. <laughs> Two, if you don't want to share. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> bring ten friends. Cheat code to MM involves a green bean hidden somewhere in your persons. That was hysterical, <laughs> and that was Adam Carnes. Uh, oh man, that was funny. Um, Phil Baker, there is no goat. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Double tie your shoes. You'll thank me later. Uh, Speedo, go commando. <laughs> Write down everything while it's happening. <laughs> Carrot for the goat. Uh, I'm not gonna read that one. Oh come on, yeah you can. <laughs> uh, add a condom, ribbed. 
<laughs> which was followed up by, but inverted for your pleasure. <laughs> Bulk Vaseline. Oh, man. Yeah, Go I... sit in the east in the big chair and run the meeting. Goes downhill from uh, Yep. Uh, if you want to have fun, do it. Uh, do what I did and make the guys laugh when they say, repeat after me and repeat what he says. Um, correct the ritual when they screw up. It's encouraged. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Bring a map and you'll get lost on the journey. Um, super glue any loose pieces of skin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. This is freaking terrible. Uh, oh, man. Uh, never. Oh, here we go. Oh, man. Mine went down last week. Shave your right butt cheek. I'll say no more. He's <laughs> a freaking hilarious. Make sure you give the worshipful master peanut butter M&Ms, the wages of a mason. Indeed. Eat very, very greasy Mexican food for an extra lubrication. <laughs> Eat plenty of chili before lodge. Yeah. Um, uh, Somebody put up a picture of Vermin Supreme. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> you don't know who Vermin Supreme was? No he was idea. running for president. Um, was to... he president or was he prime minister? That's anyway. funny. No, he was. Go- no, he was. Uh, he's from New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, he was right. uh, under the Libertarian Party or something. He was going for president. He wore a boot on his head. I think there's a guy that does some kind of like similar thing, but like more of a Vader theme over in England. Oh. That dresses up weird. All right, Kelly Blankenship, uh, and this brother writes, uh, "What would be." What would the judgment be if a brother was found to be a member of a clandestine organization? Okay. I guess uh, court is in session. All rise for the honorable, worshipful Brother Joe. Thank you, Big Bird. I'm already... Ar- Never mind. <laughs> Big Bird. <laughs> so what would the judgment be? Actually, that's that's pretty simple. That's an easy one as laid out in our uh, uh, rules and regulations in the Grand Lodge of Connecticut. And I'm assuming most jurisdictions across mm-hmm. the United States, if not all... Uh, he would simply be expelled. Okay. Expulsion. However, however. Well, time out. Clandestine organization. Is it a clandestine Freemasonic organization or just some type of other? That's what I was like, getting Like if on. it were Ken's Dungeon Dragon, Dungeons and Dragons Club, I think yeah. we'd be okay. We can be members I'd allow that. Yeah. But if it were a clandestine <laughs> Masonic organization, um, then he would simply be expelled. However, can that... Can that clandestine Mason, who may not know he's clandestine, then petition and go through with him again? He may. Okay. He may, because I actually know a few brothers that, uh, I'll just keep it at that, that were actually members of clandestine lodges unbeknownst to them, and they had to uh, deliver a written statement uh, repudiating that clandestine lodge, explaining that they were not aware, and... Um, pretty much retaking their uh, their degrees through proper Masonic channels. Now, if you're already a brother mm. and you join a clandestine organization, like you said, they would probably be found guilty yeah. of a Masonic charge and then expelled. Correct. Unless they were to rescind their membership in said organization, right? Yeah. <coughs> and again, it, it all gets down he to... He says uh, non-Masonic organization. Non-Masonic right. or- organization, we have no jurisdiction. Yeah. Ah, but would he be expelled or removed or suspended from our organization being part of that or the other organization, or does that fall under usual vocations? I would Judge say Ginger. that uh, yeah. in, in my non-Grand Lodge rules and regs <laughs> opinion of the state of Connecticut uh, or any grand jurisdiction across the United States or internationally for that matter, um, I would say we have no jurisdiction over that. You, He would have to commit 
a Masonic offense, something to do with that organization. Let's okay. just say, for instance, um, I don't know, the Ku Klux, the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. If somebody's a member of that organization, but not necessarily behaving in a manner that conflicts with Masonic rules and regulations, I don't really think there's much we can do. Mm-hmm. However, if he were to go out in public and, and practice hate speech and ex- exhibit behavior that reflects poorly on the fraternity, then, yeah, I'd say we'd have some jurisdiction. If he's wearing a clan lapel pin next to his Masonic lapel pin, yeah, I'd yeah. say we have some jurisdiction there. But if he's not doing anything and just by purely being a member alone, I don't think there's, not, there's much we can do. However, give it time. He'll do something if he's a member of an organization like that. Yeah. However... Can I ask a question? You're not the judge. I'm not. Yeah. I'm asking. Decision a has been rendered. All Listen, hail. I'm the, honorable judge. Right now, I'm the pro- I'm, no. I'm right now. I'm the, the prosecutor in this one. Well, I've already decided. However, that organization is known for uh, its hate and what it does over the years, which has been established. And if you are a member of this organization, um, I believe it. Ref- Flex on your persons mm-hmm. as you as a person, and aren't we as Masons told to keep basically the company you keep? I'm trying to beat around the ritual here, but it talks about basically the company you keep. Yeah, if if you belong to an organization whose values are inconsistent with those of Freemasonry, then you could, I think, be brought up on Masonic charges Correct for them. that. That's what I'm at. Reflects on your character as a man. You're not a good man if you're. You're you know, a terrible defense attorney. <laughs> I'm just a bailiff. I'm not even supposed He's to talk. Big Bird. I'm just Big Bird, man. <laughs> However, if in that case, just association with an organization like that is not a Masonic offense unless it's mm-hmm. in your Grand Lodge rules and regs somewhere. It's mm-hmm. not in Connecticut. Yep. Um, there are, I believe there are three things, three criteria that need to be met for a Masonic offense in the mm-hmm. Grand Lodge of Connecticut. Associating with an organization that may not be on the up and up is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's, if it's something that you feel strongly about, you can petition your Grand Lodge to uh-huh. have things like that changed and written in. Uh, however, just being a member of one of those organizations, to the best of my knowledge, mm. which in this fairy tale world is all that right. matters, yes. um, there's no Masonic offense being committed. Joseph, so, Joseph you, Schultz. Says, uh, where do you draw the line on conflict or disagreement within a lodge uh, for ch- or the? Uh, let me try that again. Where do you draw the line on conflict or disagreement within the lodge for charges, suspensions, and expulsions? I have some experience with this one. So, where do you draw the line on conflict or disagreement within the lodge? So, so like, when, when, there's when a would difference you of opinion charges? as to whether or not they get suspended, expelled, or reprimanded. Yes. It, that's the, the argument of which one uh-huh. applies. My, yep. my read of it is he's asking, you know, how far does a disagreement have to go before you prefer charges or before? <laughs> that's kind of how I, I read think it. That's okay. Means, that's uh, how I read it, too. Um, you'd have to, again, go back to your, your Grand Lodge rules and regulations and see exactly what constitutes a Masonic offense. And if that uh, if that has been breached, then you have a case. Have you guys ever been part of a Masonic uh, tri- uh, Masonic trial? I have. You have. I served as a senior warden during one of the Masonic trials. Um, and it's pretty much, in a sense, a uh, 
I mean, it's a it's a court, right? Yeah, it's, 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 you well, have your prosecution, you have your defense attorney, or right? Pretty much your junior, depending on where the uh, offense, offense occurred. Tuck, if right. it's uh, if the offense occurs during open lodge, mm-hmm. then the senior warden, in essence, takes on the role of quote unquote prosecutor. prosecutor. And the master goes. What's the master do? I think he ultimately decides. The judge. He's the judge. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in my instance, well, we'll get into that in a minute, but the, the junior ward, if the offense occurs at any time while at refreshment, uh-huh. then the junior warden is in charge, and he would, uh, in essence, be the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Um, in my situation, the master was the one that was mm-hmm. uh, bringing the charges up on a, on a brother, so he had to sit that one out, and we had somebody else sit in as master. Um, and I, may, I, sh- I take that back. The, um, the master is not the, the judge. He just kind of oversees the proceedings. He's more mm. a procedural guy. Ultimately, it comes down to a vote from the lodge. So you get right. judged by, mm. in essence, a jury of your, your peers. But there are material witnesses and all that stuff, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, you get to present evidence. Mm. You get to explain. You also get to, you know, much like in, in a real trial-type setting, you get to um, convey what what penalty you want imposed uh-huh. so it's, it's very so important not to overshoot on that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i can tell you brothers will be very reluctant to expel somebody unless it's something extremely egregious because yep. we all make mistakes we're all rough ashlers mm-hmm. um but you know in in that instance uh we put it to bed it was uh, the brother was uh exonerated and uh we went about our business. So I've always uh, I've always wondered something about my Masonic career and what happened to me a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, based on you know, this is before you guys knew me and uh, situation I, I've talked about on the podcast before, but I, I'm curious about like and I know what happened uh, the the past or most worshipful grandmaster past most worshipful grandmaster marshall robinson who wasn't a grandmaster at the time i think he was just a grand junior steward whatever but he's still a prominent guy in our in our uh district and and Mm -hmm. grand jurisdiction he kind of came in and mediated and everything was put to to best um alex hold on to your question i got it right here um i'm just gonna i'm I'm curious about joe um what, what his and what his uh, ruling would be on this. So I've talked about this before, and in my lodge, again, our lodge was relatively small. There were some moves I was trying to make that uh, some of the past masters didn't like. One per- particular past the right worshipful brother decided to stand up and basically out of turn when I was master said, because uh, I said I don't want to talk about it, and I banged the gavel. I'm going to wait for the next master to discuss it. And he stood up and he said, no, you're going to talk about this now. Mm. Uh, the jarhead came out of me and I said, uh, are you threatening me? And uh, it, it kind of it got contentious for a while, uh, to which I rapidly closed Lodge, and that was the end of it. So I'm curious, with the information that you've gotten, um, how would you rule on it? Um, technically, I don't – and I'm actually trying to pull up our, our – offenses while we're going through here just so i have proper language in uh the state of connecticut Mm. but and something in that instance he i don't believe he is committing an offense (coughs) just by being disrespectful however it is well within your power to uh have the senior warden escort that brother out Mm -hmm. um 
You know, of course, as you know, this time of year we're going to be doing a lot of past master degrees. So uh-huh. your main job as a master would be to preserve harmony uh-huh. and not let things get out of control. So you're probably your best option if he was still being um, stubborn and uh, disrespectful is simply to call the craft to refreshment and speak to him during the break and politely ask him to leave. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I was so, just curious about your ruling on that. What would it be? Just uh, I know what, what should have done, but if by chance the me as master pushed for Masonic charges uh, for that disrespect, what would your ruling be? Was I in the right or was I wrong? I think by the letter of the law, you don't have a case. Okay. Depending on what was said and, and whatnot. And if it, were, if it were an actual threat of physical harm, mm-hmm. you'd have a better case. Yeah. But if it were just something that you inferred as a physical threat or a threat in general, mm-hmm. I don't believe you would have enough. Yeah. Okay. And as far as like kicking off this process, it's kind of up to the brother involved, right? right. Because uh, we had a similar kind of... It didn't get to the point where we were going into a trial, but the year that I was master, there was a conflict in the lodge, and two brothers had an issue with each other, which does happen, not frequently in masonry, but it does happen. Um, and there wasn't any, you know, there wasn't any physical violence or anything like that, but it, it got a little heated, and it was during refreshment. And what it came down to is, like, the brother that was affronted, he was the one who would have to, you know, level Masonic charges. Mm. He would have to say, hey... This was serious enough that I think we need to, you know, talk to the master and, and put a Masonic trial together. He has that ability. But, you know, calmer, cooler heads prevailed. He decided that it wasn't that big of a deal. They kind of, you know, made up uh, as best they could, I guess, after the fact. And there was never any trial as a result of it. So it doesn't have to lead to a trial. Right. It's really up to the brother. So in Connecticut. Uh, go ahead. I just want to read Alex Wilson's uh, question here. I says, have you ever visited a lodge in the UK? Would you be eligible to, given? Uh, would you be eligible to, given the difference in grand lodges? Yes. They, yes, we, as we long as they're both mutually recognized yep. by each grand lodge, you just mm-hmm. uh, talk to your secretary and get your traveling papers, and you go over and present them, and you're good to go. Yeah, and we've had brothers says, from uh, prior to uh, issues that they had probably about five, six years ago, we had a brother visit from France when we still recognized them. We had one from Scotland many years ago. Mm-hmm. So, they, yeah, it's international travel is permitted uh-huh. as long as they're both recognized bodies. Correct. And he also says, by the way, greetings from the UK. <laughs> uh, fraternal <laughs> greetings, brother. Uh, Kelly Blankenship, would you typically assign a committee to investigate the allegations before proceeding to trial? Mm-hmm. Like a hearing, if you will. Typically, yeah. You know, typically you well you can have um, like a preliminary hearing to <sighs> kind of gauge what you have. However, like our again, our purpose is not to we're not the police, we're not detectives, mm. we're not private investigators. It's not like we're going to go out and follow somebody around and, and do anything like that. Um, if it's a matter of public record, it's a matter of public record. If it's not, then it's just hearsay and mm-hmm. unless you have an eyewitness to something. Um, I, I think it's more of a compilation of evidence versus an investigation. I also think that, uh, stop me if I'm wrong, Judge Ginger, but uh, I think if the brother still is adamant about pressing charges, you still got to do it, though. You have to look into it. Mm-hmm. But I think even it. without, even like, even if they do the preliminary thing, it says now he's got no case. Even yeah. I think even if the 
the mm. brother Mason who is adamant and is like, no, I'm pressing charges regardless. I don't care if you say there's nothing to it. I'm pushing it anyway. They have to. Do, the lodge has to do it. Correct. Um, well, in our instance, what we did was I don't think they still have to go forward with the trial. They can have the preliminary hearing and decide that there's not enough. No, oh, really. Forward. That's what we did in our in, okay. in an instance that I was involved. Um, right. There was a evidence preliminary evidence, kind of like um, a grand jury. You would present mm. evidence to 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 get. The, yeah, but a jury would be in trial. No, a grand jury. The grand jury is before they issue the. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Yep, you're right. Um, it's all in the rules and regs, I think, too. As yeah. far as like how all that works. And it, 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 if you find that hey, it doesn't fit the criteria of a Masonic offense, then you don't mm-hmm. have to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for Connecticut, there are, there's four, I'm sorry, there's not three, there's four that are defined in Masonic offenses. The first is moral turpitude, an act of baseness, vileness, or depravity contrary to accepted and customary rules of right conduct and duty between men. And I just want to be clear, these are the criteria in order to file a Masonic charge, correct? Correct. Okay. Or the definition of when a Masonic offense is committed, Mm. which would trigger your ability to file Mm. charges. Um, So keep in mind there, it doesn't say violation of Grand Law's rules, doesn't say violation of Robert's rules of whatever. Um, Yeah, Robert's rules of order. It's just moral turpitude. Right. So that's number one. Two is fraud. Consists of deceit, this is really small, artifice, trick, designs, or some direct and active course of conduct used to circumvent another's rights or cheat another. It may consist of a false representation of fact or concealment of that which should have been disclosed, which is intended to deceive another so that he acts to his detriment. So to just stop on that one for a moment, to get, was it Kelly Blankenship that asked about the... The clandestine organization? Yes. Mm-hmm. So if there was a conflict and the person was asked, hey, are you a member of this organization? And he lies about it, that's, you may have yeah. some level of deceit there. So yep. that's where you mm-hmm. might have a case. And that's a violation of obligation right yes. there. Right. Uh, intentional wrong. Intentional wrong and proper conduct undertaken with full knowledge of the nature and consequences of the act which is about to be done and the willful choice to act so as to cause such harm. So it's not enough for them to just be an idiot and say something stupid, yeah. say maybe to your wife at a wedding or something or a dinner. Yeah, if it's they have to be yeah. able, they have to know that their actions are going to produce a certain result and then they do it anyway. Jim Tavini, they told Judy his chili sucked and he lost fair and square. <laughs> Sir, we're going to have to remove you from the courtroom. Keep disturbing the uh, proceedings. Thank you. I, I could have brought that, that person up on fraud charges. There was a <laughs> you really could have, yeah. I, I find that uh, I, there was evidence that um, perhaps there was a, a fraud being perpetuated uh, and I think the lodge. That, and stop me if I'm wrong, but I think that that fraud part of it comes more of outside of the lodge rather than in. Or maybe I'm wrong. It makes no distinction, so it can be either. Right. It can be either. Um, that really sucks for the guy who didn't pay his bar tab and stuck the other brother with it, right? Especially if he knew about it. Oh, man. Oh, I didn't know anybody was still here. I left. Well, we do that to each other all the time. <laughs> exactly. Did I do that to you? <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say, I'd be No, 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 no. I might have no, done just... it to him once. Uh, uh, no. So intentional wrong. That's just being the, funny. Uh, and then the last is court of competent jurisdiction. Court of competent jurisdiction, a court either civil or criminal, having lawful jurisdiction over the issue, 
is adjudicating and the ability to impose penalties or award relief on that question. So if you're convicted in a civil or criminal court, um, that in and of itself is a a Masonic offense, and you can be... Like you said, suspended, reprimanded, now, or expelled. I want to be clear through a Masonic trial. Though. I want to be cl- no, 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 Due no process. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, if you're found guilty of some crime in a court of competent jurisdiction, it could constitute a Masonic offense, but you still have to go through a Masonic trial. So two yes, things on that. Still, the brother who is being accused or whatever, even if it's known public record, mm-hmm. still has an opportunity to address the lodge. It'd yep. probably be a very short trial. But he should be given a say in front of the lodge to try to explain himself. Maybe it was, um, you know, you could have an issue where he was faced with uh, some really bad choices and had to plea bargain out and the taking the guilty verdict versus uh, the potential harsh penalties he could get. Maybe that was the right thing for him and maybe he has an explanation for it. So I wouldn't say automatically means you're guilty, but it's going to be an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. So two things on that. I just want to be clear on that. Uh, One... You have to be convicted. Right. Correct. You cannot just be brought up on charges. You yep. have to be brought up on charges in a civil court and or whatever, criminal court, Found and guilty. be con- con- convicted. Yep. Correct. Found guilty. However, the Grand Master, at least in this jurisdiction, can yank your dues card at any point in time. During that trial? No, um, in general. Oh, in general, it's one of his powers. Yeah, okay. It's one of his powers. Yeah. So if the Grand Master... I mean, now, he, that brings up a whole other thing because if you are... If you're... How do I put it? Well, if you're just... slapped charges of doing something and that shit comes back innocent, that they were found not guilty... Mm-hmm. I see where you're going. That yeah. Grand Master's in a world of heat yeah. because, in a sense, I, I don't know how exactly that works, but... Are you able to bring up the Grand Master on charges? Uh, I believe the Grand Master is above reproach. I believe you are correct. I don't think you can bring him up on charges as a sitting Grand Master. Even a past Grand Master, I believe they're immune from Masonic charges. Now, see, to me, that's horseshit. Because if that Grand Master yanked my deuce card and I come back innocent... And then he just decides to be a, a fickle bitch and to hold on to my news well, cards because he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong. I believe the design of the Masonic Institution is such that no fickle bitch, as you say, should ever ascend to that particular level. And therefore, oh, but it happens. Uh, it does yeah, but happen. then the following year, the next grandmaster. Hold on, Jones. Ken. Right, but it happens. Right, but term limits. <laughs> like, term limits. Like oh, well, that happened where in South Carolina, somewhere this year, somewhere. Uh, Correct, though. Down south, where. I guess somebody communicated via Zoom, even if it was un-Mason- it is non-Masonic related. Mm-hmm. So just a, a check-in Zoom call. Right. The Grandmaster of, I, again, I think it's South Carolina, but don't... don't it's definitely one of the Carolinas. Definitely right. down there. And um, said he wanted mm-hmm. no Zoom communication with, between brothers at all, mm-hmm. Masonic or, un, or non-Masonic related. And... People just had a Zoom call. Had nothing to do with the lodge meeting. Had no business. It was like a well, a well check. And uh, yeah, and the uh, current grandmaster. And this was a past grandmaster that was doing this. Mm. Um, The current grandmaster yanked his dues cards as well as like ten to fifteen other brothers. Mm. It was became a really big thing. Mm -hmm. But then a few months later, when the grandmasters changed over, the guy came in and said, "We're wiping all that away. It never Mm -hmm. happened." Mm. Yep. So that's that's the design of the institution. Kevin oh, Mitnick. Kevin Mitnick is actually a, <clears throat> a famous hacker, famous in that he got caught. By the way, Gryffindor. But, uh, he says Gryffindor. Yeah, 
Is he really? Kevin Mitnick? Yeah, he was a big 90s hacker guy. He got caught. He was like a phone freak and everything. Oh, great. So he changed our password to Gryffindor. Well, the guy also runs like a security company now. uh, So is he like a Pat McAfee kind of guy? Not Pat. No, he, he's like he, he the, does like uh, like for the like training security trainings for corporations for okay. like to go around fishing. Like I only know because our company uses Is this the same guy? guy's company. I don't no, think it's actually Kevin Mitnick, although he does. Or a is it? Of, it could be. Um, hey, if I'm in Kevin Mitnick's spotlight, I've really made it. Thank Let's you, uh, Jim Devaney. Thanks for clarifying. That was South Carolina, and he mm. ended up getting voted out. And mm. when he. Uh, the new guy came in. He just kind of wiped it all clean and said that should have never happened. It, it really doesn't happen that often, but like Right Worshipful Brother George said, it does occasionally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, grandmasters are are technically above reproach. Yeah, and I will. Power uh, corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. In some cases, I am a big fan of checks and balances of any position, including a grandmaster. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big proponent of only when absolutely necessary in the Masonic institution because we shouldn't like have to do that well i mean uh, i know it does happen but it's it's i'll let i'll let judge ginger decide on this one but what if a past grandmaster uh puts out a newspaper article about a certain amount of brothers that uh he deems as being unmasonic i mean how would you how how would you rule on that one i would say it does not meet one of the four criteria no masonic offense has been committed by his ruling by the grandmaster or by the brothers by the Grandmaster. Oh, okay. All right. Just... <laughs> he, he, he had, he's not committed a, an offense. He expressed an opinion. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But doesn't defaming a brother or brothers, uh, isn't that, um, in a sense, a Masonic offense? No? No, not according to so, the no. definition. Really? No. It's not okay. a violation of an obligation. Now, if he produced information that he knew to be false... Okay. knowing it would get you expelled and did ah. it anyway, then I'd say we're in that uh, intentional wrong or possibly fraud section, okay. and, I, and I would. You but know, if he uh, believes them to be true and he doesn't realize the outcome, then I'd say no Masonic. Okay. So, Judge Ginger, I have a question for you. Here. <laughs> I like that. I just thought of something because it's it's kind of counterintuitive, but we have those four criteria by which you decide whether or not you know a Masonic offense has been committed, but... We have a lot of obligations that we take. We do. And violation of any of those obligations, I believe, is de facto a Masonic offense, but it doesn't necessarily fit into those criteria. I believe if you go through, as I'm reading through these criteria, um, I believe they are contained. Oh, they would all all fit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, now that I think about it, I'm I'm thinking of a few. There's one, you know, something along the lines that I promise not to wrong. Yeah, cheat, yeah. That one. Cheat, wrong, nor defraud a brother of the same degree. I'm just saying. uh, So in a sense, you write a shitty article. I'm just saying, aren't you in violation of your Mr. Mason? I just thought it was. I ruled on that three freaking times. (laughs) The answer's always going to be no. <laughs> One more time, uh, Big Bird's throwing you out here. <laughs> I'm ready. Don't make me do this. Kelly Blankenship, should prior conviction immediately shut down a petition, or should it be based on a case to case basis? Which, hmm. Kelly, thank you. Because kind of leading me into what something else I want to talk about, which is actually coming up for legislation at hmm. our Grand Lodge session pretty pretty soon so uh joe so i'm gonna answer should a prior conviction 
immediately shut down a petition, or should it be based on a case-to-case basis? Case by case. <laughs> Why? Don't you? The judge has rules. <laughs> Why? I don't have to have the wisdom of freaking Solomon. Yeah, the judge does not. Uh, there's no obligation for him to explain his rulings. You're as old as him. I mean, <laughs> jackass. Um, That's defamation. <laughs> Defecation. <laughs> case by case, because, okay. and here, and one. You know, one case by case. Two, before I get into my explanation why, that's a lodge decision. Mm-hmm. That is a lodge decision. That's a decision that's made by the investigation committee. Um, that's a decision that's made on the members before the investigation committee is even assigned, mm-hmm. um, if that's come to knowledge. Um, however, um, do your homework. Find out what's going on. And it should be a case by case because if I did something stupid when I was 18 years old, mm-hmm. let's say I did it on a, a week after my 18th birthday, where a week prior I would have been a uh, a minor and would never be on my record. And and I could have just been like breach of peace, like you were having a loud party, silly. some dumb thing. Yeah. For Joe, and it's probably indecent exposure. <laughs> no, no, nothing no, indecent no. about that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> You're welcome for the assist. <laughs> to lay up. Um, <laughs> geez, I'm going to hold myself in contempt uh, <laughs> I'm going to hold myself mm, uh, If I did something <laughs> stupid at 18 And now I'm, I'm petitioning a lodge at 35 right. um, Then I, I, One I will need to explain it But ultimately that's up to the members of the lodge To decide if that's something that's going to hold me back or not mm-hmm. Now if it were something so egregious, it still should go to a vote. I don't think there's any automatic knockouts. There may be times where you go to a person and go, eh, I don't know if this is quite right mm-hmm. for you, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to come out, and I can't imagine you getting past the vote on this. You may give the person an option to, uh, a chance to opt out, which I know you're going to get into some stuff with which has happened in Connecticut. Yes, that I gives am. them an opportunity to opt out. But decision, case by case, depends. What's the offense? When did it happen? How long ago was it? There's a lot of different things that uh, can go into it. So I would say no. It should a prior conviction should not shut down a petition. From a purely procedural standpoint, there is a line on the petition in the state of Connecticut that asks uh-huh. if you've been convicted of any prior crime, but it doesn't say anything about it immediately yeah, but disqualifying. Any, anybody you. can write no. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. And if if they don't, and, and that's if the job you, of the investigation. And yeah, and if you do your due diligence and you look in the you know the Department of Correction or not Department of Correction, Department of Justice like <laughs> database or whatever, and you find something and the guy lied, well, that's case by case. You know, so. Which brings me to Judge Judy, uh, Judge Judy, Judge Ginger, yeah, you're Judge Judy, that's what you are in Whatever. Discord, mm-hmm. and here you're Judge Ginger. Brings me to my next one, and I want your opinion on this one, okay. and there is... I'll get my gavel ready. There, and then, then after, you know, whatever the case may be, after your opinion, we'll go through all of our opinions on this, and I cannot remember... Can I just we, throw out the disclaimer once again? Yes. That I am not representing any Grand Lodge jurors, and these no. are purely my own opinions based on my interpretation of our own Grand Lodge and regula- regulations, yep. which could be wrong. So It's you as an independent Mason and free thinker. Yes. Hey, Ken. Okay. Yeah. Can you throw me one of these? See, that's why I had you get me two before. I thought I had. So, um, that's why I'm the judge. So we have, coming up in April, our Grand Lodge session, to which we are going to be voting on mandatory background checks for Masons. <sighs> that so, already passed. 
What? That passed in October. It did? Yep. It's mandatory we do background checks now? Yes. Really? Well, I th- it's not mandatory that you do so, but if you're going to do Thanks. one, there is an approved, there is an approved policy as to... But it's not it. mandatory, correct? I don't believe it's, you're required to. Yeah. Okay. Strongly encouraged. Yeah. It's, okay. So they put a procedure in place for it, but they didn't mandate it for every law. Uh, okay. Thank I don't you. Okay. That we've read that way. There are grand jurisdictions, though, that have mandatory background checks, correct? correct. So my question is if Connecticut, which I didn't realize it was, I thought it was going to be mandatory. If Connecticut decided to go to a mandatory background check, uh, what are your thoughts and feelings on whether or not that is okay? Is that something is that, that, that we should yeah, do? I'll give you my own personal thoughts. These are all our own personal thoughts. Um, I am absolutely in favor of mandatory background checks. Ah, Kelly Blankenship says the Grand Lodge of Arkansas also requires background checks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so if it comes, comes out, out then, you, then you vote. And it only takes one vote to, to not have them proceed. So... Um, so there, that's that's the checks and balances. I am absolutely in favor of uh, mandatory background checks it's in the manner in which the Grand Lodge of Connecticut is instituting it. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, I, again, I don't believe they made it mandatory, but said if you're going to do it, this is how you do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Connecticut, the way that we do it is there is one company that we <coughs> use. The petitioner pays for and gets the background check himself, okay? Mm-hmm. He then gets to read over it Whoops. and then decide if he wants to submit it with his application or with his petition. And what if that petitioner says, no, nah, I ain't submitting this? Then he can bow out at that point. Yeah. Or if he says to you, no, I can tell you how I would vote on somebody that said, hey, I want to petition your lodge i'm aware of the background check i'm not doing it mm-hmm. okay yeah okay. uh jim delvaney beating this dead horse again yeah well the reason why we're beating it is because it keeps coming back up and we're talking about court and we're talking about what's legal and not legal but and, at uh, least it gives again the, if the background check comes up with something one he has an opportunity to explain it mm-hmm. um and um the investigation committee now the the results of this are only if he submits it is not are not known to the entire lodge they're only known to the investigation committee and they are not to share the specifics of that mm-hmm. so it's still s- relatively confidential it's not going to get spread around mm-hmm. um but the investigation committee would then review it with the petition meet with the person and ultimately mm-hmm. they decide if he goes forward or not they can come back with a favorable recommendation or an unfavorable recommendation and they're not to discuss the specifics of what. Okay. I see nothing wrong with that. Argue the, argue the other side of it. I'll tell you the most common argument I've heard if it's not yours, but you go first. So here's my argument to this. One, we are a voluntary organization. Voluntary. You're not going for a pistol permit. You're not going for a government job. You're not going for a state job. You're, this is a voluntary fraternity of brothers. This is a civilian outfit. Why in the hell do you need a background check? Flip side of that. Let me just also add. 
I'm not opposed to a background check if Lodge wants to do it, but making it mandatory, I think, is dead wrong, and I'll tell you why. Two, you're going to have, eventually at some point, oh, yeah, yeah he popped on a background check. You're going to have Lodges. You're going to have Masons. Like, oh, he popped on a background check. He got a risk of injury to a minor when he was 19. Do you know the encompassment of just the charge risk of injury to a minor? It could have been a high school keg party, but being that there were kids there younger, that are, you know, yeah, kids, yeah. they're younger yeah. than you. Yeah, even if they didn't know. You're still getting popped yep. for every person who is under your age at that party. Which is why the investigation committee, when you but, say, hey, I'm turning it in, so, here's what happened, they can say, all right, we accept that. But you're going to get a lot of them that are saying, no, risk of injury to a minor. Why? Because it actually falls That's under so a child. Um, what is it? The same. Uh, so let me ask on, you this. Same caliber as a sex offender. When they I have, don't what, think that's the same. Risk of injury to a minor? I don't think it's. That usually minor. goes hand in hand with some. You're not, reg- you don't have to, you're not forced to register on yeah, a national registry. But my, you get my point, though. People are going to see that and go, yeah, no, done. And that's their prerogative. Is that fair, though? Yeah. For something that happened when this guy could maybe 20, 30 years old now, but something that happened when he was 19, yeah. they're going to say, yeah, no. It's the way it goes. Not everybody gets a trophy. It's also why uh, we're losing membership. And that's okay. I'm just saying, aren't we a fraternity to make good men better? Yeah. Yes, but wouldn't but you want to know if... the Westgate. Wouldn't you want to know if the person got popped on embezzlement charges before you made him treasurer? No. years from now? <laughs> I want my cut. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm joking. So, if, so let's say the guy does have a, uh, a risk of injury to a minor on his credit. You want him uh, sitting in the east, at Santa Claus with kids on his lap? How's that going to look when no. that story comes out? So it's not just to, it's to protect the integrity of the fraternity as well. Imagine, just imagine. If you had a brother, I just don't think people not even an be, officer. I just don't think people should be determined bad or good people based on a rap sheet. No, that's why the investigation committee has to meet with them and discuss the findings and see if they have a valid explanation for it. Uh, Jim Delvaney says, uh, "Quality of the man, not how many people pay dues." Come on, I'm not talking about dues. I don't care about paying dues. What I'm talking about is people make mistakes. They make yeah. mistakes that when they were younger or, I mean, granted, if it happened four days ago, okay, now it's a different story. Don't right. get me wrong. So, which I'm not opposed to a background check. I just don't think that a Grand Lodge should make it mandatory. I think it should be up to a lodge. We as lodges have some sort of autonomy autonomy, and no Grand Lodge should come down with some edict or some law to say, oh, no, we all have to do this. So, I've got some information here. Here's uh, why. In another just... <laughs> Right here, and then Hold on. Here's the other end of it, though. There are lodges out there that don't have the money and are dying for membership. Paying, but that's not... So what? So they you're going to let a pedophile for, in because he's going to pay 200 bucks a year? No, right. no, no, no. I'm saying the lodge has to pay for that. Oh, no. No, said, the, I'm sorry. the okay. petitioner I stand corrected. And it's correct. like 15 bucks. It's not like it's $100. Okay. And it's uh, really I just, stand corrected. And just to, just to make it... Um, just to, to clarify, the background check that we run is a search of public records. It's mm-hmm. nothing that your investigation committee couldn't find out if they spent a couple hours on Google yeah. looking at things. And most so of the info is anyway. already yeah. out there. Okay. So unfortunately, there's been quite a few instances, especially in my mother district, where 
we haven't done our due diligence, and it actually cost one lodge their building. Here's the flip side of this, though, okay? I have a little card. It's a white and blue card in my wallet. I don't know what that means. It's called a pistol permit. Mine has some pink on it, too. I'm just making... What? I think so. Pink? I don't or think am I confusing what it the with hell? Pink? I gotta see this. Permit. No, it's right there in the front. You got it right there. Pink. Oh, you got a shiny brand new one. I just renewed. How'd you pull that off? Yeah, the renew is. Oh, no. No, I'm th- I was thinking the old Connecticut license that had like a sunset. In yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, you have I a pistol it. permit. So doesn't make me a criminal. Uh, here's this pistol permit. I'm not going to show it to the camera. I'm keeping okay. it this way. Um, this pistol permit. What did you have to go through in order to get that pistol permit? Hell. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> I had to go through a lot. In, Including A? In 1999. But in order wow. to renew that, in 1999, that's when I graduated in, high school. In order to renew this, I just fell out of form saying, "Yep, everything's still the same. Thank you. Give me my new card." Yeah, I don't need to go through another background okay. check. Fair point. So, 22 years ago, I was okay. Okay. How many guys you know from 22 years ago that aren't okay anymore? Flips. Yeah. Okay. So let me give you another example. Okay. I. It's no no surprise. I'm actually starting to work for the Department of Homeland Security. Okay. Yeah. I have to be go through this same process. Every three years. Oh, you have to go back through the whole process? Yes. Oh, wow. wow. They have yeah, to recheck everything. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Every three years. Okay. Let's say I decided to join a Masonic Lodge. Is it really freaking necessary that I have to have a background check done by a rinky-dink lodge? Hmm. I'm not diminishing lodges. I'm just saying the federal government process is way bigger then, and Delvaney even said it too. He said, uh, background check uh, for vi- volunteer firefighter and or EMT. But my point being is, is it really necessary? If I come in with those type of credentials, that I need to have another background check to join a Masonic Let I, me ask you this. May I answer that question? You oh, may. here we go. You may. Thank right. you, I Jim have... Delvaney. Every time you purchase a firearm, you get run through an NCIC. Okay, yeah. so I haven't purchased Thank you. One in 20 years, because the, all the ones I purchased, I purchased 20 years ago. Hey, uh, Delvaney, I bet accident. you... Like, come on. Hold on. I bet you Joe still has, like, a single-action uh, revolver. I'll bet no, you. I've got a 45 caliber clock. He got it at the OK Corral. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you asked, you asked the question, George, is it necessary that I go through this? And I just pulled up the Grand Lodge proceedings. You have the revised oh. ones? And it is, in fact, okay, mandatory, so it is mandatory and it is now. necessary. Okay. No petition shall be received without a specified background check consisting of there publicly available information and court records from a vendor determined by the Grand Lodge, which has been ordered, paid for, and has been attached in a sealed envelope by the petitioner. But that's there my point. Go. Jim mandatory. Delaney, even same thing. My work, I have it done years. There's no freaking no L in his name. Devaney. That's what go. I said. No, you Did said Delvaney. That's what I said. Delvaney. Jim Devaney. My work, I have it done yearly. No choice. Yeah. Perfect example. Right. And if he was to join a Masonic Lodge, is it mandatory he has yes. to get out? Yes. Why? Because that was voted on and that's what people wanted. Let me put it this way, George. I already have my fingerprints on file. Like All right. You don't have to. It's like you said, it's a voluntary organization. You can opt out. Yeah. I have my fingerprints on file because I got a pistol permit, right? You have yours on file in the same database Jesus because God. of Homeland Security. Every time you do this to pick your kids up from school, every time you do this, you have to do it again. I think it's just stupid government bureaucracy because we, there's one database that has all this information. But, yes, you do have to go through so, that process. Again. So let me ask you this. Let me, let me go counterpoint with you. And remember, all my decisions are final. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're missing that. But here's another. So, and I know I'm going to get 
crushed from for this from somebody, but I don't care. So you're like, well, I'm a Department of Homeland Security. I've held down a job with them for Here we go. however many years. That's Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> Homeland Security. I got a background <laughs> check every three like, years. I got a badge. I'm an upstanding citizen. Go a pillar of society. <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly, mm-hmm. let me throw this out there to you. Okay. And I, it's reality, although I, I'm going to get freaking crushed, and I know it. Yep. I've been a priest for 20 years. Can I come in? Oh, yeah, he's a priest. He must be a What? What? I'm a Catholic priest. Let me in. Oh, yeah, he's a Catholic priest. He must they don't be get background guy. checked. He must be. You're goddamn right they will. Everybody If he's will. coming into the fraternity, they will. Yep. Yeah, but my point is you can't just say because a person has a certain vocation or a certain job, that means they're okay. Flip Look side, Look at the though. lawsuits in Boston. Flip side, though, there are people who pass with flying colors and on paper are amazing people. John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. The guy dressed up as a clown. That's a red flag. I'm just making a point. That's a red flag. It doesn't matter if he dressed up as a clown or not. This guy on paper was an upstanding citizen and was still a piece of shit. A background check is not going to tell you whether or not this guy is a good guy or a scumbag. No, it's not a be-all, end-all litmus test. It's a tool in the toolbox to help you find the right guy. my point being Will it weed out known scumbags? I mean, oh, our, our, sorry, man. I wait, was in the secretary out. for how long? I knew when people were batshit crazy the minute I sat down to talk to them, and I had one guy talking to me about how he seen Mona Lisa on a piece of okay. fucking toast. And did you vote like, yes for him? No. Okay, he didn't so get, there no, there go. was no get voting. He didn't even make it. I'm like, okay. yeah, I'll pass for person. Never happened. So let me ask you. So it should should it just be arbitrarily left up to the each lodge? Secretary, or should yes. we have a standard? It should be left. So up. you know what happens there. Here's my thing. Here's, okay, okay here's, go ahead. Uh, then I'm going to go grand lodge. Here's my point. Legal committee on you. Go ahead. Legal mic. When you have different Hulk. sets of standards across an organization, you're setting yourself up for a class action lawsuit. Flip because side. the same standards me? that you applied here weren't applied to that guy, that guy, or that guy. You're discriminating against me. Class action lawsuit. That's that's the reality of it all. Okay. When I fire somebody at my company, I have to take the exact same. But if the Grand Lodge said, person. if the Grand Lodge said that it's 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 up to the lodges if they want to do a background check and they left that open, I would sit down with some guy and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I want to be a Mason, blah 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 blah," you know, and he's fine. I let him through. The next guy comes and he's talking about Mona Lisa on a piece of fucking toast. I could be like, "Dude, we need to background check this guy before we go any farther." Or. Rather than leaving that up to one person, I'm not saying leave it up to. You're not leaving it up to one person. Yeah, you as the secretary. So the, you're well, the investigation. Uh, but the at investigation least it's three. I'm saying it could be either people, one. But that's why you, you. Let's be honest. People get the secretary's chair because nobody else wants to do it. Would you no, rather have that? I wanted three to do people, it. There were three. And how long did that last? Seven years. Okay. Five years. Yeah, five years. Five or seven. I, I got out after two. I think that's average. Um. But instead of leaving it up to one person to make that decision, which again brings you opens you up to litigation, because if you're just arbitrarily deciding, you need a process. Like I'm not tooting my own horn or anything, but me as secretary, I would sit down with the first time. Again, we've already talked about the process of what I used to do, but I made it arbitrarily hard before. It didn't even have to get to a petition. I made it hard. I made it where's here's my email. You email me back if I didn't hear anything. Right. You're done. Objection, Your Honor. Horn tooting. Here's my <laughs> sustained. Here's my cell phone number. You call me. 
I'd wait for them to call me. These were all things that act right. as a blocker but along did the way. Every secretary in the Grand Lodge of Connecticut or in the Grand Lodge jurisdiction of Connecticut do the same thing. You well, did. they weren't as good as me. I don't know what to tell you. But then <laughs> that opens up. That opens you up to litigation. Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> Sustained. I don't even know what it is, but I'm sustaining. My, my point being is I don't think it should be mandatory statewide. It should have been left up where it's strongly encouraged, and each lodge make the decision on whether or not they want it to be. Well, then I will say this to you. Much like our government is a representative democracy, not a democracy. Oh, me? You appoint people me? to attend. I don't appoint nobody. I'm a Burgess. Did you vote? Oh, by Did the way. No, 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 time out. Time out. Guys. You, you vote for the top three officers of your lodge who attend the Grand Lodge communications and vote on behalf of the lodge. That never happened. And that, it, it passed. I want to say it was about 85% were in favor. Really? So be it. It is what it is. Should have Deal won. with it. Should have won. Yeah, because you're anyway. one vote. But anyway, I'm in favor of it. That one I vote think it that makes sense. You were Grand uh, Trustee. I actually got seven votes for that. <laughs> yep. All of us. Uh, Jim Jim said no, they're not the same database. And yes, you're correct, brother. No, they I are not. There, yeah. So like when you're you know going to to pick up your kids from school and you got to get fingerprinted, it's a different database than the NCIC when you get your pistol permit and all that nonsense. I'm just bitter because I think apparently a when card, card either. Apparently a blue card. Hey, for all you people, like they that, should all oh, have access to the same thing. Yeah. And if you're angry about oh, I got fingerprinted for this, blah, 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 you gave it to Apple for free, so shut up. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but I mean, sixteen yeah, times over for the same goddamn state. It's just annoying, right? It's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. All you have to do is go into your file cabinet and just scroll through, and be like, oh, George's pistol. Wait, oh, here's his fingerprint. Time out. Time out. Time oh, out. Yeah, there's a legal reason. I just want to clarify <laughs> what you're saying. So the state shouldn't have 16 different sets of criteria to vet somebody and do a background check. That's what you're saying, right? Do you know how much Wait, no, money? No, 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 time out. Yes. Okay, but the Grand Lodge should? Each Lodge should have their own, and you could have 150 different methods well, out there? Well, it shouldn't go up to the Grand Lodge. Why would it? No, but what you're oh, saying is... it doesn't is, go to the Grand Lodge. No, but what I'm saying yeah. is you don't want... You want the state to have one approved method, but because you want Connecticut to have 150-something different methods. Everything has to go to the state in the state of Connecticut. But our petitions but don't move upstream. We don't send our blue forms to the Grand Lodge Correct. along with background checks. Correct. Right. Retain them in the lodge. And we retain them in the lodge. So what the hell is the Grand Lodge? But do you want 150 different sets of criteria? Out yeah, there? they're just setting a standard so that everybody's playing on the same ball field. Your complaint is if I do it at school, them. it doesn't count. My one from work at the Department work. of Homeland Security work doesn't count. Work that purple. Doesn't count for <laughs> Grand Lodge. But you want, you want one. So what if the secretary, and this has happened, mm-hmm. secretary in... I don't know. Pick a town in Connecticut so that I don't get blamed for picking somebody, picking on somebody. Pick any town in Connecticut. Throw one. Marlborough. Marlborough. The lodge in Marlborough does their due diligence and says, no, this guy can't be a Mason. No way. He's talking about Mona Lisa on toast. He's got this in his background. No. Guy says, all right. I'll just go to the neighboring town. Maybe that secretary. It happens. Do it. it shouldn't. But it happens. And that's we just what? had a discussion about this not it too long ago. It won't happen again because there's mandatory background checks. And the other thing is... But that person they, doesn't have a background. Well, they, what do you mean? They still have Does to say it? that they petitioned a lodge. We're talking about a specific form. person. I'm not. Uh, I'm making somebody up. I'm talking about a specific person. If the person has no background, that's a red flag. No, no, no. Comes clean on a background check. But you have a brother who says, yeah, no. 
and he bounces from lodge to lodge until he finds a home, and that lodge picks him up. What's oh, the difference? Yes. It's wrong. Well, he, he is supposed to say that he was and rejected from another Masonic and a mandatory, lodge. Well, but the, here's the problem. In, in, now that I know what you're talking about, in those other lodges, somebody made a decision that we're not even going to vote on him. Oh, so it's not in the records. So it's not in the records. Recto. Well, even if they petitioned, it would be in the they wouldn't, minutes. They wouldn't submit the petition. Okay. They oh, wouldn't even I see submit what you're it. saying. So, yeah, so there's a... Because the guy knew he would not pay, make it past the vote. Right. So he ended up going somewhere else. Oh, that is what I understand, he's... Going to another lodge. Mm. That's a gap, I think. Anyway, that's there. a gap that will now be closed by mandatory by background. Judge check. Judy, and mandatory. That's background. if he pops on the background check. He'll ba- he'll he'd pop on the background check. Trust All right, me. trust me. We'll talk off air. All he'll right, he'll pop. Speak of which, He's we're at the one fifteen mark. Let's lock it up. Yeah, that's I think it. this is fun. So let it be written. So let it be done. <laughs> I'm sent here by the chosen. Court is adjourned. All rise. So let it be I'm sitting. Uh, I'm sitting, but I'm still rise. You know, we didn't. Oh God, we, didn't, we never played the 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 theme music. Oh no, we didn't. How did we screw that up? I mean, if we're gonna get muted, we might as well get muted at Why the not? end, right? Oh, yeah. Hold on, I got it here. We're not getting monetized for this nonsense anyway. I feel like this is gonna be an off-air argument at some point. No. Oh yes. Because there's ah, whatever. No, it got I'm a little right. heated I'm there right. for You're a moment. Wrong. I almost had to uh, remove you from the courtroom there, George. You got very heated. Who wants to be the Doug Llewellyn and give some parting words? Why? Because I'm a goddamn patriot and I don't believe in overhead. I don't believe in government overhead. Judge Wapner. And so goes the case of the (laughs) mandatory background inspections. (laughs) Where once again, right worshipful brother George Mudgery was wrong. No, I'm not. Judge Ginger was right and delivered the final verdict. Which shall be respected by all. I am going to put this to a poll in YouTube and on Facebook. Good day, sir. <laughs> I said good day. I said good day, sir! And I'll let democracy rise. I said good day! <laughs> all rise. For the Freemasons Podcast, I'm Worshipful Brother George Watching signing off. Worshipful Brother Judge Ginger signing off. And Worshipful Brother Bailiff Ken signing off. I fucking care. Have a good night, everyone. Uh, love you all. <laughs> <laughs>